Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regret, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Andy. Yes. You're flying high right now. <laughs> Something has happened that just made you believe in the power of humanity, the power of prayer, the power of preparation. Yes. Maybe this isn't a dark <laughs> political moment for all. Maybe we are moving into uh, a true utopia. Per- who knows? Because I doubt it. I doubt it. I noticed a crack on my phone screen and I go, oh, fuck. Is that the is that the crack on the phone or is that a crack in the protector? And then I peeled it off and it was indeed a crack on the protector. Yes, something I bought functioned as it was supposed to function. A protector protected. The protector protected. I mean, when have you heard it happening? When have you ever heard of a protector protecting? Not just not, that. Not in 2023. Not just that. When is anything in the modern world built to crumble under your under your touch? When has it functioned correctly? I, I bought a brand new air purifier that's lightweight, handheld. I'm telling you, I bought it. I used it one time, maybe twice. 
I take it into the doctor's office. And when I tell you, it fell to the carpeted ground and will not work anymore. <laughs> it's done. It's done. I got three uses, two and change, actually, because it only was on for all of two seconds. And something went on in there and it's done. It's done. It says it has a five year limited warranty. But do you know what it takes to get me to a post office? I mean, I just, it'd be easier for me to just travel across the country to drop off whatever it is I want to send. It would actually happen sooner if I did that. I opened it up to look to see if I could fix it myself. And inside, you know, you take out the little air filter thing, the little HEPA guy. And uh, then farther down in, there's like a little thing holding the a little, uh, what do you call it, chassis, holding the fan holding blades. the fan in and a bunch of screws. And I looked at that and I'm just like, that's too many screws. <laughs> I mean, One, I, I, two, I'm three, so impressed that you did four. that. I mean, quite honestly, you sh- we should maybe get a tiny, tiny screwdriver. We have it. it. I have the tools. I have the requisite things to fix. But the fact, but you whatever. know, it's not even about that because, like, you shouldn't even have to do that. The fact is, it's an air purifier that couldn't even hit the carpet. Couldn't hit the carpet once, and it wasn't even from a great height. Okay, and you out here with a screen cover that you've had on this now for a year almost. Right? Nearly? Because I think I got you this phone as a birthday present. Mm-hmm. And you immediately bought a protector mm-hmm. because Andy's prepared. And this protect protected. I also need you guys to know that when Andy was like, wait a minute, is that a crack on the screen? I said, maybe it's a cat hair stuck in there. Because that's something that happens to me a lot. But no, it was a crack. And the protector protected. I imagine that the the requisite skill of all CEOs at this point, who are just like, look at all these suckers, just buying this shitty garbage that we're pumping out that yeah. barely works yeah, yeah yeah just like cackling villains just like definitely like you know old 1920s you know political cartoon depictions of robber barons mm-hmm. you know with just like money sacks sitting all around <laughs> them in their office yeah and they're just cackling yeah 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 all Absolutely. the suckers all the suckers everywhere <laughs> Penguin, they're the penguin. Oh my god, they're old school penguin. They're the old school penguin front, not not the uh, not Robin Lord Taylor. No, (laughs) not Robin Lord Taylor. Not Colin. What's his face from? Oh yeah, Colin Farrell. Not Colin Farrell, but uh, whatever his name is, Devito. Not even Devito. Not even Danny Devito. Naomi, I'm going back. I'm going back to Burgess Meredith. Wow, (laughs) take that, (laughs) Batman. Take that, Zaslav. But they're like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Consumers, you've all fallen to my web. You have to buy my shitty wares that barely work. And when they break, you gotta buy more, because you have no choice. Life is an airport. Can I just really quickly, I mean, as you guys know, we are on strike with the WGA. I'm on strike with SAG. So, of course, this is like front and center of our mind. And so maybe for some people who don't care about this stuff or know about this stuff, can I just tell y'all real quick something that made me laugh so much, which is that... <laughs> Friday, an article came out that said the AMPTP was the Association of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the ones who will not give us a fair deal, another union. The conglomeration of all of the studios. studios. Right, the big studios. They hired a crisis management PR firm to change the messaging around the strikes. Isn't that hysterical? That they would hire a PR firm because they're like, people are saying bad things about us. <laughs> and it's like, well, instead of paying a PR firm, why don't you just negotiate with the unions and give them what they're asking for why don't you like, I don't get why don't you hire the scarlet witch to change reality like what <laughs> like the thing that's like drives me nuts about this too it's is, so funny. is who are they trying to message to because the thing that's in the way is i mean the real thing that's in the way is them not paying us a fair wage Correct. and doing whatever they can to exploit us however 
what's the messaging? Is it going to change the way we feel about being exploited? Right. Right. What are they going to do? They're going to they're going to go and plant some articles in like the New York Times or whatever. That's not going to change how we feel about being exploited. I know. That's the thing. It's not like what they what they need ultimately is for the unions to cave and take whatever they're offering. Them hiring PR to change the messaging isn't going to matter. Like also the nature of what we do. I'm a female comedian. You don't think I'm negged online all the time? <laughs> I don't care if like the PR firm makes some bots to come into the chat to be like, um, actually you're all terrible. Which is like, it's like, what? Like I don't know what they think that's gonna do to people who are one used to rejection, used to insults, but also standing in the f- truth and standing in the facts, which are like, y'all don't want to pay me my money. Here's here's what <laughs> which any American can relate to. Here's what the thing is. You want to spend your money well, studios, to destroy us? Hire Pinkertons to murder us. Hello. Pretend like it's 1901. We're in Matewan or some shit. Okay. <laughs> Hire Pinkertons to kill us. That's it. I can't think of it. <laughs> That's your only option. Unless actually. you're going to murder us. I don't know what else you're going to do. I know. You really can't. Especially because, like, there's such. I mean, I don't. I mean, literally, like, it's going to be some sort of online fight. That's what I mean. Like, I'm not kidding. It's like they're going to make bots, they're going to make sock puppet accounts, they're going to make people come into the chats and come into the Twitter threads to be like, you're actually stupid and here's why. And it's like, one, you know, it's already happening, right? Elon Musk Musk has ruined that website. And then also it's like, you think we don't know our own situation? So what are you talking about? But also, like, this is the thing. This is like the onlineification of these people. Onlineification. The number of people that are actually on Twitter who might be influenced and maybe, you know, they're trying to, I don't, and again, I don't know what those people would do. Right. Again, there was a, uh, a very minor film critic today who said like, I, I'm so angry at the, at the unions, uh, for striking because the film I wanted to see is now being pushed back <laughs> and, and like Mike Drucker and Everybody. everyone just started like piling on her. Like you only have a job because we make these things. Right. Right. So I don't know what you're whining about. Like exactly. just like, like destroying this entitled piece of shit. And I'm not going to name them. So there's no more piling on, sure. but just <laughs> sure. sure. But I'm like, is that what they're going to do? Because that's not much. And the number of people that are on, Twitter is very small compared to the world population. Right. The number right, of people right. that read newspapers, um, like the New York Times, is very small compared to the world population. Like, what is the thing you are hoping? What is the end result you are hoping to create by hiring a crisis management firm? And I don't know if this this woman was a was you know the first <laughs> barrage in this crisis management firm's strategy. Or it was just an organic thing that they started complaining online just mm-hmm. after this. But, like, it doesn't I, – I am truly – if hey, if, if they're doing anything, they're driving me mad with their <laughs> terrible tactics and inability yeah. to do anything of worth outside of – like, just pay us. Yeah. just <laughs> You want to end this? Run us the money. You want to end this? Just pay us. Point zero zero two percent it's like when you look at what it's like the amount is so small in their overall earnings and then of course people are like well you know that's not all of amazon's earnings and it's like well no 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 the tv shows from amazon that get them the awards the movies that get them the attention drive people to order more stuff from amazon so it's all interconnected and i don't want to hear it by the way okay. listeners if you're listening and you're like oh this is just something that's affecting andy and naomi and other tv writers no this is all of our industries Every everyone industry. 
Give United us, Auto Workers voted to strike at 97%. Give us our money. All of us workers Everybody. united. Give Everybody. us our money. Everybody. Workers of the world unite to say, give us our money. We need a general strike. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to do it piecemeal. But the auto worker said, run me my money. Everybody is saying, run me my money. And they don't want to do it. And it's just like, all right, then I guess I'm going to see here. I'm a podcast till the cows come home. But wait, <laughs> I want my giant sacks of cash and I want these little plebeians to do the things I want. Why can't I have both? Well, they are, you know what? They're a bunch of fucking losers. This is the thing. <laughs> the CEOs, you know, captains of industry. It really drives me nuts that they get to use their money to create the myth and the narrative they want because they're huge fucking losers. If you take a look at how tiny their little souls are and just like how stupid, like I I do like the fact that like after Elon Musk bought Twitter, he, no one stopped him from like tweeting and he just got to show how fucking dumb he is (laughs) like over and over and over again. Sure. But he's not, unique they're all right. like that they're right, all these right. petty minded tyrants yeah 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 they're the most basic of bitches they're, they're the, the most, most basic, basic of bitches. bitches if there is one lesson you learn from this intro folks is that captains of industry the most basic of bitches there it is fucking losers there it is and you know what you said fucking <laughs> losers five times and i'm obsessed and i can't wait for them and it has to be like we actually can't sell ads on your show anymore um you keep talking about how i'll say this though <laughs> The companies that advertise with us, I don't know about their CEOs, but the companies that advertise with us, Naomi, their wares, beautiful. Their wares are beautiful. The deal is fair. (laughs) The deal is fair. You know what I'm saying? If you have us read an ad, we have approved it. Yeah, we don't just read ads to read ads. I'm going to tell you that right now. We do research on the back end. We make sure it's like, what are you about? What are you doing to people? What is your plan? Right. And that's why we also are so appreciative of the Patreon because you guys joining the Patreon, patreon.com slash couples therapy pod <laughs> gives us that gives us the ability to stand in that place of power that says no thank you to ads that are, you know, p- not in line with our values per se. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Not in line with our values. But also you're not just helping us. You get something in return. You get two extra episodes every month that's true honey when you're coming to the page you're getting two bonus apps sometimes naomi does stand up sometimes we do q and a's we're on gonna zoom. come through we're gonna come through i do want to see if there's an alternative to zoom now that they're gonna use ai to train stuff because i said andy can't be giving him some of his give zoom his best sketches okay because <laughs> andy comes to zoom with new sketches and i said zoom cannot learn zoom cannot learn sketch comedy through andy beckerman's work <laughs> i guess they could just get the finished sketch i don't want to andy no train, stop it stop it train their dumb ai on it we said we can't take that risk ai doesn't work by the way pay artists if we pay everyone <laughs> we've made it clear we've made it clear my friend david he's an artist and i'm like hey i really want to see garfield and heathcliff kissing like in that famous him. photo of uh vj day in new york of the sailor kissing the the woman i don't even think you should be telling people what you do with your discretionary <laughs> income because they ain't gonna sign up for the patreon if they notice what you do with your discretionary no, income no because i don't need to give him a dime because he's making poor choices go to my instagram david did an amazing job if you want to see garfield and heathcliff kissing finally <laughs> i mean i mean yeah we, uh, i want to also bring this up because we are doing a contest Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. For another week or two. I don't know how long. I know we're doing a another contest. Couple, another couple of weeks. And I know that what one lucky winner will receive is the only known couples therapy butt plug in existence. Mm. All right. The stakes are high. The price 
is right. Now, all we want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Five. And in that review, you can say something nice about us, but also, what is your worst wedding story? Uh, a wedding that uh, you were part of, that you were and the officiant for, <laughs> that maybe like this one, maybe that you cater waited. Ooh, okay. I love this. I love this POV. Mm-hmm. Tell it, Andy. When I was 15, I was paid under the table to cater waiter a wedding of rich middle-aged yuppies who were having a low-key but still stuffy wedding in their large home. Parentheses. I was hired along with my two best friends. One of their moms was a guest at the wedding, so she conscripted us at a bargain rate. Most of the gig consisted of passing trays of shrimp cocktail and bussing dirty glasses, but I was also assigned to cut the wedding cake, which I was supposed to do right after the couple gave a toast to all their guests. The bride tearfully told an elaborate story about what all in their family's journeys had led to that moment and the two of them getting together, etc., etc. She talked about her grandmother's journey from Sicily and how she had brought the silver cake server from her own wedding, and it was so meaningful, and cutting this cake with the cake server was this magical moment that she had always looked forward to but didn't know this day would come. And then they turned to me, eyes shining, because despite the deeply personal and harrowing nature of it all, they preferred to have me, a high school rando, cut the cake with his legendary utensil. I pinched the handle so lightly between my thumb and forefinger, <laughs> and the blade dropped right away, clattering onto the serving tray to the entire room's silent horror. The thing had warped and tarnished to a thin, brittle foil, and it was done. Oh, my God. <laughs> Later, paying me my $10 an hour, the groom made some awkward joke about my making it up to them via, quote, indentured servitude. Okay, I don't like when rich people joke about slavery. Mm, rich people love to joke about slavery. Quote, unquote, joke, joke. about slavery. <laughs> also, what? That's insane that they would even have a 15-year-old or anybody else do the job if it means so much. Don't give me a whole long monologue about this item. And then you say, you do a strange I just met. <laughs> well, it don't mean that much to you. Oh, my God. Uh. Honestly, in a way, it was like better to, ha- to have that happen at the age of 15 when you're like, Okay, that's like it sucks, but it doesn't have the same sting. Right. It's just a kid that did it as opposed to like a 30 year old cater waiter. Like a party down moment. Exactly. Where like you get fired and lose your job. And you're like, Adam Scott does it. Exactly. Oh my God. What a a wild one. Yeah. Speaking of wild ones, Naomi. Well, today's episode, today's guest. Today? What a wild one. Now, this guest is someone who I became familiar with through. Ask Rana, you know, co-hosted by my rival, Brian Zotti. Um, But um, this was our first time really sitting down talking to him, and this was so fun. He was so lovely, so open. You've already heard his dulcet Irish tones, Mm. okay? The one, the only, Garode Farrelly, all right? Garode is a comedian, writer, and co-host of the podcast Agony Rants with Neve Cavanaugh. Now, all you UK listeners, FYI, if you're into Garode, if you like what you hear, starting September 2nd, he will be going on the 2023 leg of his Glamour Hammer stand-up tour. I love that title, Glamour Hammer. <laughs> Glamour Hammer. Uh, and you can find all the dates on his website or on his Instagram. We'll have the website in the show notes. He's going to be all over the place, honey. All these nice Irish names of places that I don't really know, you know. But I said, sounds beautiful, sounds green. Sounds like an episode of Midsummer Murders, even though I know that's not Ireland. It's the same kind of vibe in my mind, all right? But that's not the point. The point is, Garod is awesome. He really just came to the show ready. He is also a cat father. Mm. So I think you and him connected on that level, Andy. And without further ado, roll it. 
Garoud, Garoud, Garoud. I mean, we're in two different worlds. You're in Ireland right now. It is 7 p.m.? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, it's 7.05 in Ring's End in Dublin. And the sun is out. I mean, it's honestly the same light. The same light you're you're getting right now is what we have in LA. Well, it's interesting. This window always makes it look great because my my apartment is, I don't know if you have this word in LA, dingy. Uh Yes, the entire city. That's a great word to describe Los Angeles. And there is one light comes in from one side. So because this apartment is actually quite dark, it actually, it always looks great. But Ireland is actually, it's kind of, raining and horrible at the moment oh wow okay so this is yeah. a real illusion okay that's gorgeous yeah it's it's basically it's ireland pr actually <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going on here <laughs> wait okay hold on say can you answer I, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring a relationship question it's not really a relationship question okay to this immediately wait are you from dublin yeah yeah i i've lived in dublin my whole life and I, that, that's very much an Irish thing to do. Um, I live 12 minutes from where I grew up. And every time I see my parents, they say, will you ever move back closer? <laughs> <laughs> now, yes, the city of Ulysses, is that right? I don't know. Anyway, the... Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Uh, years ago, I interviewed uh, someone from Ireland on my other podcast. And they grew up in, in the South. And I said something about, and th- this is where my head was, and I want to know if I was wrong. <laughs> wow, okay. This is okay. what I want to know. Road is going to adjudicate something from uh-huh. years ago? I didn't realize. Uh-huh. I, I didn't if, realize. I wonder if I was wrong or if, now, I would think if there were terrorist actions happening, like if I'm from Pennsylvania, if there were, if, if there were terrorist things going on in New Jersey, it would affect me. Now, even though okay. they were from the South, I said, hey, and they grew up during, you know, they were old enough that the <laughs> troubles were still going on. I was like, hey, did that? She's like, no, I'm from the South. What's wrong with you? Basically, <laughs> essentially, like taking offense to me asking that. Yet I would think if like uh, when 9-11 happened and I was living in Pennsylvania, I wasn't like, well, whatever. Like there was there, yeah. like I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? So I'm asking you, was I wrong to ask that? Or no, not at all. I, like Ireland, we have a very, very strange uh, approach to this because we always say oh that's Northern Ireland's problem but like I, I, I was in Belfast last night at a show in Belfast and I drove back this morning and I was home in under two hours like it, it's not <laughs> that close it's not very yeah. far away yeah. but we do I think in the south we really distance ourselves from you know all of that stuff that went on um, hmm. it's it, it's it's really really strange and it's only when you're up there in Belfast you're kind of like this was this was like the epicenter of it yeah and but like, yeah, okay, it's but very strange. When you say we distance ourselves, is that more like in Ireland? Like, is it more like, for instance, if someone who's not Irish asks you about it, you're like, that wasn't me. I was not involved. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a, is it specifically kind of like a non-Irish person engaging with you? Well, I'm not Sinn Féin. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's really weird because in Ireland now, Sinn Féin are seen as like the party of like the, the they were, they're like the liberal the liberal left like it's it's politics in ireland has gone absolutely crazy it's it's, it's <laughs> not just, here in america uh, not here uh, yeah. in america it's very sane and normal it seems fine it seems fine there i've just been wa- i've just been watching something about um uh sky news were interviewing somebody involved in the insurrection i was like oh that, that seems fine america seems like it's doing good <laughs> oh god sky news got an insurrectionist good yeah, lord yeah. 
<laughs> they bring these crazies on and then they're really rude to them and they think that being rude to them is enough. And it's like, no, 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 don't bring on the asshole in the first place. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's, oh, that's how so you play this. I have a question that I'm hoping will lead to like maybe a larger, dis- a larger, I think it speaks to a larger issue. So, mm. Father Ted? No, why, why was there no series four? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, oh, that's what. Oh, well, that now that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they could have done father, you know, father without Ted. <laughs> <laughs> father they Ted, just how needed, about the? They just needed smarter writers. <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, one of them. I mean, one of them's very smart. The other one, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just seems to have. Uh... No, there was there was only one guy involved. Just one. <laughs> Uh, father ted how about this though it's ted from the seth mcfarlane the teddy bear the talking Uh uh-huh father talking teddy bear all right well i just really thought you guys were really stepping over father dead and just dealing with the fact (laughs) that's the that would be season four but that's not my question you two loons okay sorry go on so i was listening to the agony rants where you talked about staying in an airbnb that was very much a kill room yeah. And you stayed there because it was convenient and close to where, like, your friends were, were living. Because you were basically just like, what's near them? We're going to do this. Okay. Now, is that kind of convenience first, <laughs> details and safety later? Is that a way you live? Is that sort of, like, emblematic of how you move through the world? Mm. I, I think... There, there's an Irish phrase. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure if it's anywhere else. It's, it's, it's if something's handy. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have that? Is that, is that an Irish thing or is that you know, like if it's just handy, like if it, if it's you know if something's very convenient, we say handy. Oh, and yeah. I, 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 I do. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I know handy means <laughs> has other meanings. Oh no, I wasn't <laughs> laughing. That's not what I was laughing. I wasn't like I didn't think you meant like. Also convenient. <laughs> also, also convenient, though. No, I was laughing because I'm like, that's a normal, like, that's a normal word in American English too. And we were both just right. like slack jawed, like, huh? I was like, wait, what do you mean? Wait, what do I? I was like, oh yes, I understand. I understand. Uh, yeah, like, we did yeah, not confuse. We did not think you were like. Well, it's like a hand job. We didn't think you okay. that. Or a handy man who could also give hand jobs. You never know. Nice. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Convenience first. I, I live my life by convenience first. Uh, don't bother me with detail. <laughs> the shortest distance between two points. That's the route I go. Mm-hmm. And now how does that affect your relationships? Oh. Both platonic and romantic. Because that feels like you might have been dating somebody because they were there. You right. know what I mean? And then you'd be like, how did I lose two years of my life? That feels like a lot of like shrugging and being like, I guess him. I guess this guy, that, I can, that I can get the, a handy from this guy. That is the most unnerving and accurate assessment <laughs> of my romantic life that I've ever heard. <laughs> you sized me up in one episode. Wow. Um, yeah. God, well, I've been with my current partner for like, for 12 years. Oh, wow. Um, But we're very, like, and I guess that we, we don't, think too much or talk too much or communicate too much or do anything that really could rock the boat. <laughs> wait, wait, what wait, wait, are you wait, hold on. Can I, can I go to... You did use the phrase, by the way. Naomi and I have been together 13 years. I don't call okay. her my current partner. I call her <laughs> my partner. 
I call her my. I mean, I call her my wife. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> yeah, current. But current. I don't my use. Cur- I, I haven't used the word current. My current wife. My current. Oh, wife. My, my, here, okay, my first okay, wife. Yeah. My first wife. Oh yeah, no, no, I do that. I, I do say my first wife, but I, I, I just to, not to like get too. Not to get too therapy. <laughs> oh no, I love it. This is. But good. Oh, no, I love it. the phrase current. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for a twelve-year relationship, go. I'm. Gosh, why did I say current? I well, I think. <laughs> The way the way I think our relationship works is, and I think this is like the secret to ex- its success, and I think also why sometimes people look at it and go, "How does that work?" is <laughs> <laughs> is that we uh, we've always my mantra has always been forever is just a day at a time. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think either of us think too much about the future or think too much about the past or. <laughs> set common goals or objectives <laughs> or you know or strategize our lives together you know neither of us have a pension it's <laughs> we're facing financial ruin um, and I think that we I think that that's what made it work and I, I think I, I was talking to one of my friends about this recently and I think that's quite a gay thing I because I think that we don't grow up with the prince and princess, you know, happy ever after thing. You know, I, I definitely, when I met my par- my partner, I was not looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, mm-hmm. convenience. Um, <laughs> and I guess, so I guess that when you don't, you don't grow up with that template, you don't have those um, failures in your head, actually, because you're not, you're just like, this is what it is. This is what it is. And, uh, you know, and even with our anniversary, we actually, we don't know when our anniversary is. <laughs> we, we we have, like, very different views as to when we start going out. <laughs> we, you know? So what we do is we celebrate it on the 1st of April. Okay. Because it's April Fool's Day because... It's just like, what sort of fool doesn't remember their anniversary? <laughs> oh, I love that, though. That's right for y'all. That's right yeah. for y'all. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's so strange because I, do, I don't know why it works and I don't know why it, why it ever wouldn't work. It just kind of is what it is. It's, it's very, it's very strange because I'm, I think I'm a lot more strategic and considered in every other aspect of my life. But whereas... I, I think I think it's a pure lack of knowledge on both their parts on how <laughs> healthy functional relationships should work. <laughs> just mean <laughs> just means that we're just never sure if we're doing right or wrong. So we just continue. But now you joked about like we don't really get into things that rock the boat. Do you mean that like meaning like you guys don't fight or and not even big fight, like bicker or whatever? Or are you saying that even if you guys do that, it never really kinda is a big it's like it never really is a big deal? Um we, we yeah I I don't ever remember a big, like a big blow it, a big mm-hmm. screaming match. Um, I've, I've definitely, uh, we like we would definitely have times where we'd be like, okay, we need to, we need to have a date night. We need to, you know, and then we we <laughs> we'll pick a Wednesday and we'll <laughs> go to the cinema and we'll go for a meal and then we'll do it the following Wednesday and we'll feel like, well, that's enough relationship <laughs> work. <laughs> For at least six months. <laughs> oh my goodness! Do y'all do y'all live together? Yeah, we've been living together for oh god, such a long time. Um, maybe eight years, I think, at this point. Um, okay, okay, because um, I can see you also not. 
<laughs> like the way you're describing this, I could also see you being together for 12 years and having separate apartments. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen each other in seven years. It, it's fine. It's actually fine. It works for us. <laughs> I'm not sure, sure you're still I, I, together. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I have his new number, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, and I, I guess when problems come up, we don't. I, I was trying to think there earlier today. I don't think we've ever had a problem that has lasted too long. You know, like, I don't think we've ever had a problem where we, we where a week later we're still, you know, talking right. about how we're going to yeah, resolve yeah, yeah. this. I mean, every so often I, I, I have these moments where um, I would say, I want to move to the UK. I want to move to America. And I, I remember in 2015, I really wanted to move to America. And, Bad timing. Um, he, I know, 2015. <laughs> thank God you dodged that bullet. I felt politically things were going really well over there and I really wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> There's a big changes in America and I want to be getting on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel this opportunity here. Um, and, and he was just like, no. And I, and I, I thought, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Yeah. That was kind of game over. Um, Whenever but, um, I interview someone who is from another country that has moved to America in the last like seven or eight years, I go, do you regret your decision? <laughs> My therapist is from Russia and, and she moved here in the 90s when uh, Russia was kind of falling apart. When, yeah. When it was turning into like kind of an oligarchy. And I'm like. Did you feel like you escaped one oligarchy for another? How do you feel about that decision? And then she doesn't answer me. Yeah, she's like, she's, Andy, this is about you. Yeah, because she's your session. She's, she's a good therapist like that, but don't upset my decisions. <laughs> uh, like, I guess we. I. I mean, it, it. It is strange because I don't know. Before this, I was never really in a. I guess a healthy relationship there were always there were always relationships that I was very you know I would fall in love so easily and mm. you know give my whole heart to this person I barely knew and yep <laughs> they would be they would be responsible for every piece of happiness that I could hope to have for the rest of my life yeah. <laughs> and, and somehow that didn't go well um, <laughs> how fast how like what are we talking like days that this ha- that this occurs within Oh, completely. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Like those, you know, those relationships that are like full 10 year relationships and they happen over the course of maybe a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like by the weekend, you're you're planning your kids, where you're going to live. Yeah. And then they, they ghost you and you literally never hear from them again. And then you mourn that for about a year. Uh, that was yeah. that was. That was the way it worked for yes. me. <laughs> You're texting them like, you owe me for half of this graveyard plot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, well, yeah, what about our joint mortgage application? Is that over? <laughs> um, but we, so yeah, I guess, I, I guess when something is right, it's health. I, I guess it just be, I'm not used to, I, I just, I, at the time, I wasn't used to it being so easy. So I just uh-huh. thought, oh, well, this isn't a real relationship. Right. So, it's like too, it's too um, calm. It's too, it's like progressing too normally. So this yeah. is obviously fake. Yeah. And even and we have, like, we would have very different friend groups. And I would go out with my friends. He would go out with his friends. Uh, you know, then we have friends that, groups of friends that we're friends with together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one of my friends saying recently, or saying a couple of years ago, when I was going out and he wasn't, and she was saying, you're going out for dinner with your friends. I was like, yeah, 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 they're, they're my friends. And she was like, God, you have such a strange relationship, but it just works. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Is that a straight person? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're so boring. Because I feel the same <laughs> way about me and Andy, too. It's like, I want my friends who are my friends. Like, there's like, we talk about this on podcasts a lot. It's like, you need your separate experiences. And then oh, you can completely. come together and talk shit about people. Yeah. Like, you get the gossip. For, you go without, uh, with the, like, uh, like uh, uh, I went, uh, had dinner with a friend before the Justin Roiland thing uh, happened. By thing, I mean people reporting him as a predator. Right, right, right. I had friend. I had dinner with a friend of mine who's in animation. He told me he spilled the tea. This was this was months and months before any of that I stuff know. happened. Oh. I came back and I told. I'm like, oh boy, you know that Rick and Morty guy is actually I a piece of shit. There's nothing better than Andy comes home. He goes, I got a story for you. I said, <laughs> thank you. Curl up. Get my blanket. Tell me something new. I want to hear this. I, it's interesting as well because he has no interest in comedy at all. Like he oh, wow. doesn't. He doesn't. Um, you know, he you know he likes what he likes. But you know, if there was stand up on the television or you know, like live at the Apollo or something, uh, which is a big show here, he, if I pause on it, he just kind of is like, oh god, we're not doing this, are we? <laughs> <laughs> and your Apollo is the same Apollo that's in Harlem, <laughs> I know. right? So it's all like black entertainers. Yeah, you're right? live at the Apollo, so, and the Sandman comes out with a, with a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm it. like, okay, I've got like, to see Showtime at the Apollo in Ireland. I need to see it immediately. <laughs> I need to see it immediately. <laughs> But it, it, but and it could be even a case that he knows the person that's on it. But like, it's interesting because he, I guess he doesn't have. Um, he, he just it's an industry he's just not interested in, and he would know I guess some of the people who are big, but he wouldn't have ever seen them on stage. He would just know yeah. them as people, and then every, so he doesn't really know the the landscape, which, which is, is actually good. quite which is good. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and I, I remember one of my friends saying, who who was a, a famous comedian, she was like, "Oh my god, he talks to me like I'm a normal person. It's really cool." <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, "So what do you do? Oh, are you any good?" And it's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, do you do that too? Yeah, great, good for you." <laughs> so now, when y'all got together, how long had you been in comedy and you know all the the comedy world by that point? Oh, I guess I was going about five years, maybe. Okay, so you already because I I always wonder if you know sort of that. Locking into what you want to do, starting to find some success in it, right? The sense of like, oh, I could maybe do that. Is that what can kind of set you up for a relationship? As you were saying before, where you're like, I used to date these people where like my happiness hinged on them. Very much my vibe. Do relate. But then when you start to find the thing that you are, you know what I mean? You start to get that juice somewhere else. You start to get that feeling of wholeness somewhere else. It allows you to have a relationship that might be a little bit better, healthier. Yeah, I I, I think I probably was approaching it with a little bit more confidence because I think that when I started to do comedy, it was the first thing that I felt came easily. Mm, mm -hmm. Like I did, I think it was probably the first time I ever was good at something quite quick and people kind of went, oh, uh-huh. You know, again, convenience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like minimum effort. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I guess at the time I was, I was slightly more confident and I was slightly more, um, you know, kind of that feeling you get when you're, I guess, you've been doing a job for a little while and it's, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of just bleeds. You're not constantly trying to please people. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just think that makes you slightly more attractive. Yeah, right, for sure. Also, I was doing a lot of gym work at the time. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 like, we both admit that we met each other at a time that like physically was really good for both of us and we have steadily disimproved. <laughs> How many defined abs did you have at the time? 
Oh, I think I'd won. I think I'd won. Okay. But it was an app. But it was an app. Hey, that's better than me. (laughs) An app was an app, and I had one pretty decent bicep. You know, (laughs) one side. Yeah, they've evened quite up. They've they've evened up now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got negative um, abs. They're just just large pock marks in my stomach. (laughs) Six of them. Perfect. Six of anything in your stomach is great. (laughs) Six mozzarella sticks in your stomach. Perfect. Mm. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't like, it's so funny because so many people would ask, I guess, friends of mine that would be in like newer relationships and, and they'd be like, like, what's the secret of your success? And I'm like, I don't know, like <laughs> casual disinterest. I, I, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really not sure. <laughs> um, Now, I want to ask you the, the question, you know, I always ask people of like, What's your relationship to therapy? And also broader, what's kind of the Irish cultural relationship to therapy? Again, it's, we're in 2023. So, like, you know, what I'm thinking now, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I thought the same. Like, like, I remember interviewing, I forget who, but, like, someone from the UK. This was, like, uh, like eight years ago. And we were talking about, and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm in therapy. I go, what? I thought that was, like, a thing. <laughs> Much like in uh, America, outside of large cities, that just didn't happen. But oh. <laughs> I'm wrong. There's a lot like yeah. Well, because it's true. It's like I do think of it as very, still even now, right? That it is a very cityfied thing. That it's like a thing you do. But yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, my relationship with therapy is I think therapy is absolutely incredible, and I uh, I, I don't think I'm ever not in therapy or considering therapy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I do, um, I but I do like very very practical stuff, um, like uh, uh, you know, I like definitely I went to therapy for a good number of years, maybe three, four, five years back in my twenties, um, and I really benefited from it. And anytime I, anytime somebody dies, this, this is this is quite dark, but it my trigger is always somebody dying. I'm like, okay, I need I need to go back now and and get a top up. Um, I don't know why that is. I think it's, I think it's... Let's unpack it I, here. Yeah, well, I th- yeah, I think, I definitely think that grief is my thing that I can't process. Hmm. Yeah, you can't manage it on your you know, own. You can't manage no, it by I, yourself. I, I can't manage it on my own and I can't, I'm, I think I'm useless to myself and to other people in grief. And... Mm-hmm. Um, like one of my friends, his dad died recently, and I, I was just so I was like I can't, like I, I was I didn't sleep. I was just like I can't bear the thoughts of my friend going through that pain. Like I just, and it's always been, yeah, it's always been like that. I, I you know, and they say about grief that you've got to get over it. You've got to get over it because you know you're gonna lose somebody again soon <laughs> because that's the oh, way the oh world my works. God. Who's, is that what <laughs> your therapist Lord. is telling you? Get over no, but it. Like, yeah, well, well, they're kind of like you. You can't get stuck in this. Like you can't. You know, you have like because yeah. like I guess complex grief is so you know horrible and it only gets added to because like every time you lose somebody, you know, there's there's, there's another funeral around the corner. That's the Irish way. I was going to say feels God. very Irish. There's another that, funeral around the corner. That, feels that, Irish. Well, it's like I'm not even. even steeped in Irish culture and yet that feels Irish to me <laughs> it is we love our wakes Naomi <laughs> <laughs> love a good wake we love a wake um, but I yeah I definitely so I, I you know I, I had a really good friend pass away a few years ago and then after that I started to do uh, EMDR mm-hmm. yeah I um, did that and it's I just find that I mean 
incredible. Right. That is just yeah. Brilliant. It's doing it for you. Oh, yeah. Okay, we love that because yeah, you've been into it too. My whole thing about grief is that it's just about like the feeling of grief is the world has changed and I have to now get used to the world in this new way, and it's sometimes very difficult to like. Uh, this is the this is the this is the changed world. Yeah. You just have to deal with it. Yeah, and so it's yeah. that it's that adjustment period yeah. of like this person is no longer is just like that's that. But uh, but it's so weird because I'm I'm like a child in that adjustment period though. Like I mean I'm so like the the absolute basics need to be pointed out to me. Like for example, <laughs> this is so silly. One of my friends passed away and she lived just in the, the apartment across the hall, and um. And, like, she'd been sick for some time and we were really, really close friends. But after she died, I remember <laughs> just saying to, like, a, a grief counsellor, I was like, I can't, I, can't, I can't get over this. I can't, this is, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's been months and months and I, I'm still back there to, you know, yeah. the moment I lost her. And uh, she, said, she said, why is that? And I said, well, I go in every day and I water her plant because that's what I do when she goes away like a, mm. you know so I, I keep her plant alive and then that makes me upset because I'm in her apartment and the counsellor was just like bring the plant to your apartment and in the seven months that had never occurred to me <laughs> even once like I think I'm just I, I just yeah I guess I, I it's just it's just something I know about myself that somebody dies it's like okay girl get your head together um yeah, and I think that's a good time to check in anyway, I guess. Well, of course. It? I mean, it tr- again, the whole thing, it tr- right, it triggers these questions of mortality. I also feel the same, again, we talk about a different world. Uh, and how Starring Kadeem Hardison. Yeah, not the TV show. But this feeling of like, the wor- where you're like, this, I now live in a world where this person doesn't exist, but I'm expected to just continue on. I think I find that I get very upset at the expectation of continuing on. Meaning like, I'm just supposed to like yeah. get up and do stuff or like, I'm sorry, laundry, you still need washing? How dare you? Like, it just feels like everything should stop. And I think I really struggle with the fact that like, it doesn't and like no one else, and people who, who don't know that person, like they don't care. And I don't mean that in a mean way, yeah. like a bad way, as much or, as like, they're not affected by it. And I'm like, no, no, you don't yeah. understand. Yeah, <laughs> or you're expected. I, I think this is the thing that I we should all kind of, I don't know what the word I want is, but basically the world has changed. You don't have to be the same person you were and you probably won't be the same person. So the expectation on us to quote unquote return to normal, it's the same shit with the pandemic, right? I'm supposed to return to normal as, as if the last three years didn't exist. No, it's all changed. And we all just, we're all changed and we're denying it. And I think it's the same thing with grief. I think, the more difficult grief is, the more you are denying that you are a changed person. That not only is the world changed, you are a changed person. And we all have to accept, it's the accepting part that I think we keep resisting it. Yeah, completely. And and also it's the, you have to view every other bit of your life uh, without that person. You know, I I remember because she lived so close to us, I found it really weird because she was so relentlessly positive that when I when I would talk to my partner and we'd be you know talking, I I think oh my god I think we're really negative, 
but I think that was just because there was just like lack of positivity around. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But you've got you, you've got to just like adjust to I guess them not being there. And I always think, oh, but when I see them again, and then you're like, but I won't see them again. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. How yeah. weird is that? And yeah. and it's so funny because like because we live in a world where everybody dies all the time. It's like as a human being, we should be like somebody else is dead. Oh well. That's that's just the way it works. But it's yeah, right. Yeah. We're not used to it. You want it We're to not, not be to as impactful as it is because it happens constantly. And yet, yeah, here we are. Right. Totally. Totally. Now, sidebar, though, is therapy free? Is it part of universal health care or you got to pay? No, no, you got to pay. Oh, OK. See, that's messy. Okay, yeah. that's is it free in in Los Angeles? No, no, God, nothing's no. free okay. in the United States. I just, what are you crazy? I just, I just wondered, right? Like, if you have universal health care and like mental health is health, I didn't know if maybe you know. Oh, mental health know. is not health here. Okay, okay. not no. mental, not dental. Those are the two that they said. Aren't, <laughs> they said those two were exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Can you get your yeah, eyes we, checked we, for free? You can get your eyes checked for free. Okay, but you you can't get your teeth done for free, okay. and you can't get your you know. Head. <laughs> you can't get your head looked done. For free. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Good um, to know. Like somebody's telling you to cop on, like smarten up and cop on. That's that's pretty much mental health. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so come on, smarten up your act here. <laughs> Don't be silly. Of course, you're not going to kill yourself. Be <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Don't be silly. <laughs> Suddenly, Banshee's having a shear and makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's the level of mental health. Like, I mean, <laughs> I live in a city. I live in a city and, and things are better in a city. But, you you know, you do go to places and you're, you're like, I'd say the suicide rate's a bit higher. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. cutting off his fingers again. All right, tell him to oh, smart well. up. <laughs> yeah. But it's um yeah I guess like it's only in the past five years we've we kind of accept that mental health exists really or may- oh, okay. well, maybe slightly longer maybe maybe I guess it's ten okay. but um <laughs> yeah it's I don't know there's still not the focus on it there's still not the you know the health system in Ireland oh my god it's just it is so bad. I mean, I come to America. Come to America for five it's, seconds, and then see. Let, let's see how much, you, how bad you think it is. It's it's bad. Like it's it's. It, I mean, it's it's bad. I mean, I've. I mean, it's funny. Like my, I remember years ago uh, going into a, a meeting in a, an Irish hospital with um, a relative who who was sick, and they were given a diagnosis, and you know the diagnosis. It was it was a very bad diagnosis, and we were all kind of like, oh, this is this is not good, and then then realized, hold on, there's something in this doesn't add up, and the. The consultant said, sorry, what's your name? And the person said their name and they were like, oh, you're not going to believe the day I'm having. <laughs> like, the day you're having. <laughs> your day. <laughs> like, are you crazy? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's not great. That's wild. Is it, I wonder yeah. like, I wonder why that is. Why it's like so kind of, it's giving slapdash. It's giving, we haven't quite graduated medical yeah, school. It's giving three stooges. Yeah. That's- yeah. <laughs> well, again, it's, I think it's the Irish obsession with convenience. You know? Yeah. It's like, so we you could are do an this avatar. Surgery. You are, are an avatar of Ireland in that way. Oh, okay. Wow. This is huge then. <laughs> this is a real get then. This is, yes? yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been quite, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, Ireland is great for some things. The health and well-being of its citizens, that is not one of them. 
mm-hmm. literature, <laughs> comedy, art. But if you want to have a doctor's appointment, you should, you know, go over yeah. to the the to, to yeah. Where uh, would England. you go? Yeah, where yeah, where would you L- go? Like, London? What would be better? does London have better? Yeah, I like, guess I guess, I guess the UK. The UK is the NHS, and the NHS is kind of free for everybody. Yeah. So you you go in, you don't pay. You um, but I hear there are long waits. I hear NHS is like okay, we could treat your cancer in a year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same here. I mean, like yeah. they always say that if you, <laughs> this is very grim, but they always say in Ireland, well, if you if you do get cancer, like hopefully it's like it's like really late when you find out because that's when they really kick into gear. You don't want this like, <laughs> you don't want these early stage cancers where you've got to wait two years. <laughs> it's like you want something that's really life threatening. Yeah, you want them to really have that. They want to feel that pressure. They like to procrastinate. Yeah. They work under pressure. They said, okay, okay. Like, what, uh, stage two? Uh, you basically have a skin knee. Come back. Yeah. Come back when you're full of tumors. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Diane want, needs to take your, your file from the bottom and put it right to the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, this feels like we covered so much. Mm-hmm. And now, King of convenience. Yes, king of convenience. The yeah. ultimate handy man. <laughs> yeah. Now, we will answer some relationship questions. We'll be okay. back after this. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Relatable. Yeah. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. It really, it, re- it really plays into like the only having a late stage cancer. <laughs> it's like yeah. I must get that checked. <laughs> we get questions from all over. We get them from Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, voicemails. Of course, our favorite Naomi. What is that number? Three two three five two four seven eight three nine. As always, a three minute limit. Y'all got to keep it right and tight. I need you to start with your pronouns. A log line. Give me the hits up top. Because y'all be coming in with the detail, then you get cut off, and I don't even know what the question is. Mm. Okay? Mm. <laughs> uh, this first one. Now, Garode, when our dear Prembly passed away, you sent Naomi a very nice note. A true angel. And uh, Oh, which, in, which that was so sad. Which endeared you to us. I, should, I hope you know that. I said, wow, he's, he's, I, I said there's more going on here. We should talk to him. I have friends. Oh. I, I have good friends that, that uh, did not bother. So I, yeah. I just want you to know that you, yeah. uh, you have a shot to the top of our list. Uh, you, oh. we, we've moved the folder to the top <laughs> of the well, pile. When a cat, I mean, when, it, like, when a cat dies, I just can't. I know. It's yeah. just. I know. It's real. It's, it's, it's still Pets are people. They're people. They're babies. They're, yes. they're, they're our kids. It's too much. Um, I mean, so so often I've like looked at my watch and thought I'm going to be late for a show here, but I can't move because she's lying on me. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I spend a There'll lot of no time. Check. I, I spend a lot of time being like, well, I guess I'm just stuck here with Squee on my lap or Mabel <laughs> yeah. next to me or whatever. Yeah. But this first question has to do with pets. That's why I, I picked okay. this one. So here. We go. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Uh, my name is Rebecca, and I am a Jew from suburban Philadelphia who is in recovery and has an absent father and doesn't want children. So I feel very, very seen by you and your podcast, and I love it, and I've been mainlining it for, like, years. So I, I'm pretty excited to be leaving a message. Um, here's the issue. Uh, my cat and I recently moved in with my boyfriend and his dog and everything is going pretty well. All of the animals get along, all the humans get along. Um, but the snag is I struggle with anxiety and depression and I am often single parenting, uh, because I work from home and, uh, my goy toy, the goy toy, goy boy, to my Jew boo, um, <laughs> works outside of the home, uh, 12 hour shift, six to six, at least three days a week. Um, so basically I end up with the giant dog and the sassy cat, um, for very long stretches of time. And when I'm like having a bad day and the dog just like brings me one more toy or the cat, like walks across my keyboard one more time (laughs) I just kind of like spiral and get really upset and you know immediately I'm like I can't handle taking care of pets which means I can't handle my life which means I can't handle this house which means I can't handle anything and I'm worthless so I'm wondering (laughs) if you have any um tips about dealing with that and also like not letting that eke out into like resentment for either the animals or my partner um because he's got to work that's fine i have to work 
that's a challenge sometimes with all the animals. So, but I also feel silly because people have human children and that's a lot more difficult. So, um, I don't know if I should just suck it up, uh, or if it's okay for me to be upset. And I'm just curious if you have any advice about that and any like, um, personal experience with melding your household, um, and how that went. So thank you so much. I love you so much. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Ooh, depression I, I, I relate and pets but yes Goro, yeah. do you have any thoughts any initial thoughts i yeah i i that thing of like the cat walking across keyboards and you're just like oh my god please stop please stop i have to get this done <laughs> um the one thing that i always forget in that situation is that my cat's level of disinterest in me when i actually show interest in her <laughs> So, <laughs> so when I actually bow and go, okay, we're going to play, let's get a ball, and I throw a ball, if if we make five minutes, like within uh-huh. five minutes, uh, she's she's going to sleep. So, yeah. And I always forget that. Every time, every time she does it, I always forget. I'm like, oh, please, just leave me alone. Please, 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 just give me an hour. Um, I always forget that all I need to give her is five minutes and she'll go away. She'll, you know, she'll go and sleep for the six hours she needs after running, you know, two lengths of the hall. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with a dog, that's harder though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They well, don't get tired like that. Right. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't become disinterested. They're like, Mabel, we can throw the ball. I mean, she plays weird, but like, let's say we're playing her game because the game is you throw the ball, she gets it, then she goes and hides and you have to go find her and get her out and get the ball from her yeah she like she's like come back. after me like part of that and it's like and th- but you know okay. she's tiny so she'll like go under the coffee table so now i'm on all fours try like it's more active than so, i want to yes. be you yeah, know what yeah. i mean like i just want to really, throw it back and forth it's really involved <laughs> i've always wondered you know how like hemingway famously there's he's like he has all his cats around him yeah and i'm like how the fuck did you write anything <laughs> with like yeah, exactly. cats walking across your goddamn typewriter <laughs> Well, the only thing about that is that cats, their little, their little weak little wrists, you know, we have touch typing now. They never would have hit a typewriter. Yeah. Like, You're right. They wouldn't have put the pressure never down. Would have hit a, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have the yeah. pressure. You're right. But I, it, it is really hard, especially when it's not your pet. Because, and especially when there's another pet there that you do love more than somebody else's <laughs> dog. <laughs> That's kind of hard. I mean, I wonder, could she consider like getting an office or you know, when that happens, just go, okay, we're, I'm stopping because this is happening and I'm going to go crazy. If she just stops and leaves and then goes to like a Starbucks. And yes. Okay. I think there. a coffee shop moment, if the dog and cat can be left alone or also, is there a doggy daycare, dog walker or play group just for a couple hours? Again, I know that stuff can get expensive, but if what you just yeah. need is a little bit of breathing room and more than that, what you want is to give your dog to somebody for an hour or two. And that person tires the dog out so that then yeah. you can kind of do what you need. Right. I'm not saying someone takes your dog all day, but if it's like 20 bucks an hour and maybe and that dog gets to play with other dogs, run around in a park that gives you not just that hour, but then the dog comes back and is like, OK, I'm chilling, whatever you, you, know, you kind of want to do, because it's true. They do need they do need to get the energy out. You know, is it OK to ask? I don't know. You see, this is I don't know. In a relationship, if it's his dog. Is it okay to say, hey, I'm working from home here for the whole day. Can you can you give the dog a run 
before you go to work. Well, that's like five in the morning. He's going to get burned. Yeah, those are 12. Yeah, before he goes to the, like, what is it, the Amazon warehouse? Exactly. Or what, what is, yeah, like, a 12-hour 12 12 hour shift? shift is the problem. <laughs> that's the, like, because oh, I the 12-hour shift. Yeah, yeah, the 12-hour yeah, yeah. shift is the problem. The 6 to 6 is yeah. what is the is the issue there. But I think it's, like, do we have, now that we've pooled our money, right, now hopefully rent's a little bit less for both of us, do we have extra money to, on some of these 12-hour days, Get the okay. dog to a sitter or get the dog to a doggy daycare or dog walker just to like yeah, get them that out. Can give, because I'm also saying this to you know, someone who you know deals with depression. I definitely, it's funny because, and I talk about it in my stand up where I'm like, you know, they tell you a dog, you know, it, it, it gets you up, it gets you out, it gets you on a schedule. I have yet to accept or appreciate that schedule. Okay. <laughs> four years in. <laughs> four years into this dog. Every morning. Exactly. Is, and like, I'm the morning one. Like, you know, Andy takes her out late at night. I do the morning. That was the deal. And that, yeah, that's kind of the deal. And yet, I resent it every single morning. Not her, but I just am like, do we have to go out into the sun and be seen by humanity? I mean, somebody wrote me to was like, oh, I think you. we live in the same neighborhood. I've seen you with the dog. And I said, oh, Lord, well, you've seen me brawless and crusty. Okay. <laughs> I walk these streets. Like, if I was ever famous, it would be very stars are just like us. Mm. They're disgusting. Like, Tell me a parrot brawless and crusty again. <laughs> like, spotted. Spotted in like, Hollywood. He, like that picture of Ben Affleck with the donuts. Yeah. Was like that, but it's you with me holding Mabel. Exactly. And like, like bags of poop. Exactly. <laughs> like that's me. I've not I'm not up with the sun. Um yeah. And I think that as you said cuz I I understand that spiral cuz it's like if I can't do this, I can't do x y and z. Um you know and also that feeling of re- like here's the thing. As I said, I don't enjoy the morning. But that is never resentment towards my dog. It's never resentment towards the pet. I think what you have to do is kind of divorce the, some of the, like the, you know, the, what's the word? Your partner. The, divorce your partner. No, get out of yeah, exactly. as fast <laughs> as possible. Just you and the Put cat. Put the dog in the pound. <laughs> live a happy life with your cat. <laughs> well, Take him for are, everything. Cats are perfect for depression. I'm like, they lay down 20 hours a day. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like my cat's on the bed and he's basically looking at me like, come on, the water's warm. You know what I mean? Like yes. we're on the same page. The dog exactly. is like, let's go. And I was like, oh no, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> my cat actually will sleep on the bed with us. But she she has this thing where she, like she'll tap your face to wake you and go like okay uh-huh. food time food time. Yep. But uh, what she started to do and this is a, this is just uh, like in the past six months is when we don't immediately lift her head off the pillow, she takes one claw inside one nostril. No. And just gently lifts. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no. how smart! Yeah, how it's smart just like you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like she discovered it once, and she was like. Why haven't I been doing this for years? <laughs> it's like, have you seen that story about those orcas in Spain? Which one? What are they doing now? The orca whales. So uh, basically an orca uh, whale removed a rudder from a boat. Yes, 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 yes. Tourists. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And now apparently is teaching all of the orcas in Spain how to do this. So yeah. now basically <laughs> orcas everywhere are just pulling rudders from boats. It's, it. it's like... It's like an animal just learning a brand new trick that makes their life so much more enjoyable. <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. And that's what she did. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. um, I, but this doesn't help a writer, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think yeah, look, get an orca. Get an oh, sure, get an orca. But no, I think I think if there's a way for a little bit of like doggy daycare, some of that energy out, run so you can focus on your work. And I think also this sense of like, 
I think what you said, Garota, is true, though, where you're like, especially with the cat, probably more than the dog, but this idea of like, okay, she's annoying you, but if you just give her five or ten minutes of attention, you may now get back two hours of being annoyed. Right? Yes, the unless you're squee. He like well, he is, is very he's very needy. He was needy before his brother passed away, and he's very needy. He now, has become so, so Garota, it's like so heartbreaking. He's like the clingiest boy. When Andy goes to walk Mabel at night, which he you know he'll do like eleven o'clock, squee because I'm home. He just starts meowing and caterwauling. He like thinks he's gone. Like he's like come it's... back, and then I get up out of bed. I pick him up. I carry him around. Give him attention till Andy him. returns. You hold him like a baby. Yeah, until Andy comes back, yeah. and then I can put him down. But it's like he really feels like someone's leaving, and I don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? <sighs> I know. They, they, they get so vulnerable. Like it's I, oh my god! Like recently, I went to the vet with uh, I brought my cat to the vet because I was like, she's lost weight. There's something wrong. She's a you know she's it, it's not good because she had like kind of fur hanging down and I thought oh my god she she must have lost weight really quickly and I brought her to the vet and they were like your cat's obese that's what the problem is <laughs> the opposite the opposite of what it's the should. exact opposite she has to lose like 30% of her body weight we're gonna give that, her a like, the most dead exactly oh my god I wish but I felt like the most deadbeat dad I was just I could not imagine feeling worse yeah it's and, and and they just they're so they're they're so vulnerable and reliant on it. And I think cats because they're so independent. When you get that little, just that little look at the vulnerability, it just breaks your heart. I know, I know. But it's but I think the same thing with pet ownership. Now we're like, okay, now you have another animal, and you are at home. And I think you guys just need to sit down and talk about okay, on these days when you work twelve hours, these days where you can't take the dog out, what can we do? What can we invest in? And then you adding to your work schedule, putting in, I think this is this is going to help you in two different ways, both entertaining the animals, also helping you, again, as a, as a depressed depress anxiety gal, okay, doing things is hard and annoying, okay? Very basic life skills <laughs> yeah. take a lot. Things. Just, things. Just getting dressed. Getting dressed, much. showering. <laughs> and so I think what you can also do is if you put in, you know, every, every hour you take a 10-minute break. Both to be like, you know, yeah. or like you complete a task, a work task or like a home task. Yeah. Take a break. Make that break an animal attention break, a little drink of water break. That both makes it so that you don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm so depleted. I can't do anything. Spiral, spiral. But you yeah. also give the animal some attention. Exactly. And you know what I've noticed? And I'm never sure if this is a chicken or egg thing. But when my cat is doing that and driving me insane, I'm never sure if she is, if I'm going insane because she's doing that or she's doing that because I'm actually stressed out and probably should have taken a break two hours ago anyway. I think I think oh, they are quite sensitive to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure they are. Um, so I think maybe she's, you know, because I, I will fully admit she is a lot smarter than I am. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I would imagine that she is probably looking at the situation going, he needs to step away now. Yeah, 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 definitely. But remember, you love these creatures. And also, those mechanical toys, you know those toys that you like that you put batteries in that you buy for cats? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd never bought any of those, but they are so effective. Oh, really? Oh. Bought, Squeeze yeah, it. We, yeah, well, like, she'll use it for five minutes, but I, what we do is we take them all away and then change them up. Uh-huh. So it's like, so she, yeah, so she's never used to it and just go into the same Yeah. So, like, she gets a different one every, you know, like, she gets a different one each day, but she doesn't get the same one for about maybe two weeks. And it, oh. it, it does give her that 10 minutes of, 
You know, right. you know when the eyes go big. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything that happens is your fault, and I can't control it. That's what those eyes say. <laughs> That's very smart. And now, did your partner though? Was he a cat person before you all got together? Was it all easy yeah. breezy making that you know transition? I was not the cat person. Oh, I was, oh yeah. I I was I was a dog person. I, I I was kind of afraid of cats, and I got I was writing on a project uh, for a while with a good friend of mine, and we had this lovely like you know I guess three four months of being together all day every day writing this thing, and then when it finished. Um, I kind of went back to going, oh, we'd love to get an animal. And um, and I'd signed up to fostering mailing lists. And then I texted my boyfriend one day and said, you know, we really should look at doing animal fostering again. And he sent me back a text that I felt was quite sharp. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it was, um, it, it, he said, you always say this and then you never do anything about it. So... Red rag to a bull. So I immediately emailed the foster place. And by the time he came home, I'd fostered three kittens. So, <laughs> so we had them for, I guess, maybe uh, 10 weeks because they got cat flu and they couldn't be neutered. And then there was one, we were, they were supposed to get them all back. They all had like forever homes. And then um, I came home from a show one night and Boots was really sick. So I brought her to like the, the 24 hour vet and got got her looked at and the vet said when I was leaving, oh, I see she's due to go to her forever home next week. And I was like, yeah, 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 we're just, you know, we can't, we live in an apartment, too. we can't keep a cat. And uh, she said, well, it's two o'clock in the morning and you're here with her and she's going on Thursday and you'll never see her again. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. And then she said, I believe it when I see it. And wow. uh, sure enough, on Wednesday night, I thought we can never be separated. So. Aww. Wow. <laughs> and oh. we never have been. Oh, <laughs> Boots. What an angel. I love her so much. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you have time for one more Do you have question? one more question? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I've got time for 20 more. <laughs> All right. Hey, we've got another two hours on this. Uh, in. <laughs> okay. This is a Gmail we got. Dear Andy okay. and Naomi, I'm also going to add an illustrious guest. My younger mm-hmm. sister, age 24, Recently got engaged to her boyfriend of eight years. Oh, I'm already grossed out. Um, they, Wait, hold on. Sorry. Let's do the math. No, no, no. She's going to say, yeah. They began dating in high school. So 16. Okay. She was 16. That's why I'm. All right. Uh-huh. They no, began dating in high school them. and maintained a long distance relationship throughout college until they both returned to our hometown where they now live together. As a result, <sighs> neither my sister nor her fiance have ever dated anyone else except each other. I also recently moved back to our hometown and was thrilled when they asked if I would officiate their wedding later this year. However, having had the chance to spend more time with my sister and observe her, observe her relationship over the past few months, my enthusiasm has begun to diminish. Why? Because she frequently vents to me about her fiancé, and there is always some kind of drama going on between them that clearly takes an emotional toll on her. I don't envy their tumultuous relationship, and on more than one occasion, my sister has half-joked about calling it off. If anything, I think she can we could stop for one second. Half, we all know half that's not j- a half joke. We all know that you're, <laughs> you are. That's a test balloon. You are floating out there. Yeah, also known as a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I think she could really benefit from more time to decide if this is what she really wants. My question for you is: Do I keep my mouth shut and let my sister live her l- life and make her own mistakes? 
Or do I step in and express my concerns to her now before they tie the knot and it gets harder to untangle? Mm-hmm. As the one tasked with performing the ceremony, I want to be genuinely excited for my sister on her wedding day and be assured that I'm doing the right thing. What should I do? Signed, struggling in St. Paul. Who? Minnesota. Ooh. Okay. Honey, it's cold in Minnesota. It's cold in this relationship. No, <laughs> I don't think it's cold anywhere anymore. There's a <laughs> But I mean, and I know, again, I said from the beginning, I don't like this 24, been together eight years, getting married. No. I was already against that. But now to hear the drama, the complaining, and yeah. the... What if we just called it off? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> yeah. Just like you can imagine the brittle laugh that comes yeah. after that. that. Yeah. <laughs> like the non-smiling eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cold, steely stare. Right. right. If you would go into their pupils, you would see a, a version of them hiding behind cell doors. Like yeah. holding bars, onto, like, bars. Bars. Just yeah. like. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's. Oh God, that's so grim. I. I feel that she has opened the door. Like, mm. because she's she's making these jokes and because she is confiding in you, I, I do think the door is open for you to go, come on. Are, are you for real? You're like, you're literally all you're doing is talking about how this isn't working or how there's a big drama going on. And and the thing about it is some people, oh, what's that great phrase? Um, they, they love the calm, but they need the storm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. are addicted to that drama in relationships and they don't know how to have a relationship without it. And maybe that's it. But I think if she is, if she's having these conversations with you. Yeah, I think I, th- I just think lay it out and just go, hey, this is what I'm hearing. Yep. What I'm hearing is, you know, and tell me if that's just tell me if that's just you venting to me when you need to vent. But w- what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of you not being 100% in this. Absolutely. I was like, because you're asking us, should you say something or not? And I'm, and as you said, it's like, the complaining is the open door for you to say something. I think if you just said like, oh, I saw them and I don't like them. Yeah, whatever you say is not going to be well received. It's you kind of butting in. But if someone comes to you, and not just somebody, this is your sister. So, you Wouldn't know. would it be funny if I called it off? Let's unpack that. Like, uh-huh. that would be the exact, like, that's let's exactly. unpack that. Why do you, like, like, you don't have to go and say, like, he's trash or whatever. This doesn't seem like a great relationship, whatever. You don't have to be the negative yeah. one. But you can just be like, hey, why do you keep saying that? Yeah. Yeah. And also, and I think there's another thing, too, to say to somebody where you, and this is another thing I think can happen. And I certainly know this. I'm sure this happens. Uh, you know, once you've sent out save the dates or once you've put a down payment, yeah. you know, you always feel like, well, I've already agreed to this. There's also a world where what, we, what you can say is like, I'm not saying you need to break up with him, but you don't have to marry him. And that's 100%. the other thing, too, right? Because you, these people have literally become adults together. They're enmeshed. The idea of yeah. being separate is probably unfathomable because what else? Who, has, who else have they ever known? And so I think... I think even if you know someone's not right for you or you're like, oh, this isn't a great place. Again, you're so intertwined. How would you even walk away? Because you're like, okay, now we all live together. Yeah. Everyone we know is like, you know, we're all friends with each other. Like there is no my own life because I don't even know what that looks like yet. And so, you know, I don't know if you walk in there and say burn it down. But I think what you can say is you guys are very young. And I think that it doesn't mean you care about each other any less 
if you decide not to have this wedding for a little while. And that is just enough space to hopefully reconsider more things, right? Like there is a world where maybe yeah. this person where it's like, okay, well maybe we shouldn't live together for a year and let's just kind of see where we're at. And that doesn't mean we're not dating or we're not together, but yeah. And then slowly and then like, and live in two separate cities <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. and then move Change your France. phone number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think, it's, I think what, what, the, what your sister is going to need, whether she ends it or not, because I think regardless, what she needs is her own life and space. Because you're talking, like, the way you talked about your relationship where you're like, I go out with my friends, he go, goes out with his friends. The way Andy and I always talk about doing our own thing. I think any relationship needs that for health. Um, and yeah. also what you said, too, is like, in the beginning, too, when you were talking about, like, forever is a day at a time. Like, it's so true. I think this feeling of we you take each day as it is, unless, you know, at 24... You don't need to be legally bound to this person. Yeah. And just kind of take a little, take, you don't have to, even though, because I, I guarantee you they feel like this is what we're supposed to do. We've been together, Completely. we stayed together, now we should be married. And I think as well that in a relationship like that, particularly where they're getting married so young and when they got together so uh, young as well, I, I, I think what happens is you, you live your life just moving to the next thing. You know, so it will be, well, and now they're at the point where it's like, the next thing is that we get married. I guess that's it. I guess that's the next thing. And then it will be kids. And then, and then what? Because I, I, yeah. I feel like they're just, they're moving on irrespective of how the relationship is actually going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know? yeah. And then they're Magneto in a... Okay, go on, go on. Okay, clarify, clarify. Magneto in a plastic prison. Like, they're uh-huh. so far, they're so far prison. underground stuck. Yes. You know, not able to get out. Yeah, like next right, thing, yeah. yeah, next thing you know, you're a 45 year old grandmother. Like you literally yes. just yes. keep moving along and doing the thing because you go, we ha- we should do this now. More people need to hear that you don't. Whatever you think you have to do, you don't. <laughs> you just don't. You're allowed. You're allowed you're to so do whatever nice. you want in this life. Yeah, you're yeah. allowed to. I mean, don't be a piece of shit. That's right. I guess that's my thing. Like, don't. Yeah, yeah. Try not to be a piece. And of even shit. that's allowed technically. But it is technically. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Hey, but yeah. also as well, like th- their lives are quite concerning anyway, because I mean, somebody meeting at 16 and, and having a long distance relationship all the way through college. Yeah. What? To the point where they have not dated anyone else. This is what she told yeah. us. They have not. In college. They didn't even like have a, I mean, who knows? They had a hookup. It's like they never had the ex- opportunity to see if they wanted something different than what they wanted at 16. Yeah. If there was someone else who was better suited to them. As they are now versus who they were at sixteen, you know you you in any relationship that's been, you've been in for a long time, you automatically start to get enmeshed. But when you get enmeshed at this the formative time in your life, you know when you the time when you would yeah, have yeah, normally yeah. been. And again, I'm not somebody again. You know, I'm sex negative, so I'm not saying you have to be out here having sex with a bunch of people. No, no, you should be giving handies left and right, <laughs> literally left and right hands, left and right time. hand. Con- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Simultaneous handies to uh, well-wishers and friends. (laughs) But I do think that even going on dates, having crushes, these are all things that sort of teach you about what you want, what you don't want. All these things you don't get to know when, like, the first person you kiss is the person you spend the rest of your life with. I know. They don't know adulthood without each other. Yeah. That's, That's weird. I would say they don't know adulthood. 
period. Well, period. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's twenty four. I know twenty four is old. I, I mean, I know that like in the scheme of things, but still, like I didn't know shit at twenty four. Right. And again, you know, we might have a, as much as I personally don't. I'm not into young marriage in general. I think you should. But also, I was engaged for 10 years. So that's my own personal yeah, yeah. feedback. <laughs> but no, we're saying that for everyone. You should be engaged 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. I think I think a minimum. I think, I, I think the longer the engagement and the longer the relationship, the more you're choosing each other. Yes. You know, and I, think, I think once you get married, I, I think there, there comes a point where you kind of go, we're, stop, we're not going to choose each other we're gonna we're, we're we're on a commitment now we've made we've made the commitment mm-hmm. um and i i definitely think that if i stopped working at that side of it i think i think i i don't know i think i'd check out a little bit <laughs> if you felt like you didn't have to quote unquote keep choosing interest yeah, yeah. it's okay, like it's choosing. like I feel, I feel like it's on my to-do list every day it's like yep. pick uh-huh. him over over all others and i think yes. that, that i would just cross that off once i got married and See, that's so sleep with all his friends that's so funny because in a way for me the bigger thing was moving in together that felt scarier to me yeah. that felt like in a way like once we had moved in together and we could live together it wasn't in the world like the decision to get engaged i was like okay sure engage but i do think perhaps that is why we maybe help not not 10 years. We definitely waited 10 years because of money and like not knowing what was what. But I definitely felt like we got engaged and I wasn't somebody who was like, okay, great. Now we start planning a wedding immediately. Like part of me was like, okay, well, why don't we do a little couples therapy? Why don't we work on some of the shit that's like, if we're going to do this for real, for real, we're going to have to work on some things. <laughs> like we- Yeah. But that's, I think that's how, I think that's how things stay together. Like, like relationships don't stay together because you, you dropped like 10 grand on a dress. That, yeah. Like, that that's not what keeps things together, and and I I think that, that that is actually quite an Irish mentality here. Like there are people that will spend lots of money on weddings before they've even you know considered buying a house, or while well, they're still in like they'll get into debt for a wedding and not necessarily have somewhere to live together. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's American. You know, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that that's crazy to me. Yeah, I know, I know. I think, and again, you know. Me, I me- I might sing a different tune if you were saying it's a good relationship, but I just feel weird about officiating it because you don't agree. But no, you've told us there's drama and joking about ending it. This is why we are coming down as a trio right now so hard on like, yeah, yeah she probably shouldn't do this. She needs to start to experience what life would be like. And again, that doesn't, and that is going to be hard. So I think when you do talk to your sister, you know, it's got to be loving kindness. It's got to be patient. It's got to be a gentle nudge. Mm-hmm. It's got yeah. because even if she agrees with you, even if she's like, you know what, you're right. I should. This isn't it. That's gonna be fucking terrifying for someone who has not been without this person for eight years. She's. It's not gonna be an easy break. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Somebody said to me recently. I thought this was a great piece of advice. That in situations like this, don't ask what's wrong with the relationship ask what's right with the relationship because sometimes but because people are more uh, likely to act on the lack of something being right than the uh, the acceptance of something that's wrong because something that's ah. wrong feels like something you have to fix but the lack of something being right is hmm. kind of makes you go oh this isn't right well that's interesting because what I was what I was thinking from that because what I is that, you know you say what's right when you say what's wrong, it makes the person defensive, right? 
and so to me, I'm like, when yeah. you say what's, yeah, they, they're not coming from a place where it's like, well, what's right is like, well, we know each other really well. That doesn't quite sound just, like romance. <laughs> like, you know, it's just silence. Exactly. We know each other really well. And then it's just minutes of you looking at your sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, where's my keys? And I usually know where they are. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, is that the making for a lifetime of love and happiness? Um, I think, yeah. I totally the think. making of a lifetime, period. Oh, my God. No, it's. I mean, it's, it's so hard. I can only imagine. I mean, my God, the fact that. They did long distance through college, but it's like the trauma. But the yeah, trauma through college also- through college without being like, without feeling like you should hook up at least with someone else. But like, but also too, again, we don't know their personalities. Sometimes you know you stay in a relationship because it does, it gives you a really good excuse to not have to put yourself out there. Uh, yeah. Right? If you're like a shy, quiet person who finds that kind of thing difficult, the easiest yeah. way to get out of going to a party or hanging out with your friends or going to bed at 10 p.m. is. But I have a girlfriend. But I have a boyfriend. But I have a person. I couldn't possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy way to just not have to engage with what everybody else is doing. And I wonder is, I'd be so curious to know what the boyfriend's take on this, what her take on on the boyfriend is, because she doesn't mention him at all in the letter. Right. Right. What kind of of guy she thinks he is. Yeah. I'd be curious to know how she, you know, I mean, I love a bit of judgment anyway, but I'd be curious, you know, I'd be curious to know what she thinks of him. Does he think he's like a crank or is he, you know, somebody that's like grumpy a lot or, or, you know, maybe, you know. Is but he no, bit- but no, but in a way that's what makes this a smart letter. This person's very smart because this person didn't yeah. editorialize. It was like my sister, I see, now that I see their relationship, I see drama and she's joking. It actually doesn't matter what she thinks about him because she's not going to get them to break up by going, he sucks. Uh-uh. That's not how you get their yeah. relationship to end. No. Is he a crank? Is he stank? Or is he dank? <laughs> Those are the three, Andy. Those are your three options. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he sound. I, I'd be so curious to know. Do, do your letter writers, will they let you know what happens? Yes. Do you do follow-ups? We, we do. Well, we I ask, demand We ask it. for updates. We demand I demand it, okay. but I don't always get it. And I'm like, you got to tell me. I need to know if these two don't. I need to know if it's like a dramatic... Um, what's the movie? What's the oh, what's the one with Mrs. Robinson? Muriel's wedding. Oh, <laughs> I'm the yes. graduate. I'm gra- is there going to be a graduate moment on a bus? Okay, that's what I'm wondering. Uh huh. Or is she going to break things off? It's going to be hard because they're the same hometown, and that, that's that's a couple where y- they, they're referred to as a unit. You know, you don't ask about yeah. one without asking about the other. Like that's that kind of couple. Everybody, and you move back home, everybody knows y'all is the two of y'all. So the idea of breaking up is like, I'm going to be so embarrassed. And it's like, trust me, babe, six months of awkwardness with like running into friends from high school is worth your freedom. This is a sitcom premise. Exactly. And also, I find that those couples that are so enmeshed like that, I remember once talking to somebody and she was talking about um, how her and her boyfriend had bought a CD of this singer she likes. We we, We got his CD at the weekend and we played it. And I remember thinking... I never want to be in that situation. <laughs> that sounds horrific. A joint CD <laughs> I'd rather situation. be alone for life. It was like, my CDs, please. Nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else is in on these. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it sounded so creepy. But then also, but here's my, as someone who uh, lives 12 minutes away from where you grew up, <laughs> how, like, how, I mean, again, it's obviously a city, so it's it's different. But at the same time, it's not that big of a city. Like, how many people, how often are you running into people from your past? Be that high school be that the person you dated for a year in 2001 like university it's it's kind of weird i when i was at the, uh, it, all of my sisters i i have four sisters and a brother 
Uh, and oh my all god, of that's my too sisters, many. It, yeah, that's too many. I mean, I I really feel that some of us should have been just moved on. <laughs> you know. I think the later children should have just been passed on to people that didn't have children. I mean, it just I feel like it would have been fairer. But it's really funny because all of my sisters know absolutely everybody in our area, but I don't know anyone. Oh. It's so strange. They will talk to me about these people and I'm like, I don't know that person at all. And I think I think that maybe I have a defense mechanism in my head that I just I, I just forget people. I'm bad with faces anyway. But they they will talk to me about these people that I'm supposed to know that I apparently mm. grew up beside and I'm like, I have oh, no memory really? of these people whatsoever. <laughs> but then they must have a memory of you, especially, you know, you being a comic and being on TV and all this stuff. So I feel like more people know you than you know them. Yeah, I mean all the time I I, I get messages on Facebook from people who, you know, tell me about my history with them and I'm I'm just like I don't remember you at all. <laughs> like, I mean, I have, ah. literally, I have no memory of you. <laughs> and I, I, like, somebody contacted me about uh, six weeks ago and told me about how when I when I did a business studies course after school th- that we used to sit together and we talk about this lecturer. And I, I was just like, I, I really think you've got somebody else, but wow, but they clearly haven't. So no, you literally. So what I'm hearing from you is you don't trust these hoes. You don't love these hoes. <laughs> you said I hung out with you every day for six months and I do not remember you. Or are you are you self involved? And so they are just. <laughs> I would say I'd say it's more that I'd say I'm just like this absolutely benevolent narcissist that just <laughs> that just was in this at the center of my own universe and all of these people were like well we've tried to make friends with him but he's clearly wrapped up in his own his own stuff um but but yeah but ireland but ireland is very small yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. will say that you know you do um it's so funny actually at that ask rana show yeah yeah uh in in uh in london there was a, a girl brought up on stage to uh, th- to play a game, and uh, and I was on the stage, and I somebody joked and was like, "Oh, do you know? Do, oh, you're Irish as well. Do you know each other?" And uh, then she whispered to me, "She was like, um, my sister is actually really good friends with your boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! It's too small. Um, it's too small. One last thing for struggling St. Paul: you can Photoshop. The, the fiance into like it doesn't have to be like salacious you don't have to photoshop him into like you know like cheating or something like that but doing like fight like at a, a cockfight like gambling at a cockfight something that like <laughs> is like certifiable what kind of cock that would really determine how, not, how effective it is I said not salacious You said not salacious I said But not I think salacious. you know what we in Minneapolis honey You might have to go salacious <laughs> If you have another if you have another word for that I'll I use that know. other word I just don't but know But I only know the word cockfight for cockfight So uh, him with like a fistful of cash While two roosters are going at it uh-huh. Photoshop that and show that to your sister And be like he's not and a good guy She's, she's not, not a good, a good guy, guy. And she's got proof And then that's that. But you make a great point, Andy. The other thing that she needs to know is that Photoshop really, really works. And it also works in the reverse. That not only can you Photoshop somebody in, you can Photoshop somebody out. So all of those college memories, uh-huh. you know, all of those visits to Niagara Falls or whatever you did, <laughs> we, can, we can take them out. It's yes. fine. You, you know, you can still have those photographs. You can still have those memories. That you can delete people. Yes. You have the technology. It's a physical sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's Eternal what Photoshop, Photoshop should really market themselves. As that, that, they really at this should. Point. It's also like, I don't know. It's like, if you break up at 24, you still got a whole lot of fun ahead. 
I, it's like you could break up at 24. I said, honey, now you're just hitting your stride. Yeah. 24? In America, you, you've got yeah. at least 20 more years <laughs> exactly. of life. Like a rebound in your 20s? I'm yeah. sorry. They were the best times. Rebounds. Right? When you go in the rebound in your 20s. Right, they and are, it's like you, they you're are legal. You don't have a curfew. You can do whatever you want in these streets. This is the time yes. to meet some folks. Yes, you can get your ass eaten by a different person every night. Every exactly. night, exactly. <laughs> and also, the other point that we always forget about this is you can get back together. That's true. You could. That's what I mean. That's why I'm always like, it's not like you even have to say get rid of him. He's dead to us. You could also say like you don't have to marry him right now. Yeah. You, or like maybe you want to live in separate yeah. apartments and be by yourself. I have a friend who's in a relationship where him and his boyfriend, where his boyfriend was like, you know, he'd always had roommates, and he basically was like, I want to live alone. And so he, so instead of moving in together, the boyfriend got his own place, their own place, and now they're gonna move in together. But he was like, I need a year or two to just like have my own place and be by myself. Yes. And that's also- An emotional and sexual rumspring. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. It's, re- it's really important. Like, uh, you know, um, men, we need to go to our caves. <laughs> <laughs> we need time in our caves. Yeah. Yeah, we're, man we're caves all... aren't just for, you know, sports-loving, <laughs> sports-loving uh, F1 what are you Love saying? Him. You don't even know the references. He's like, what's a traditional masculine thing? Uh, 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 Formula One. Race cars. Race cars? Do you men like race cars? Oh, my Lord. Garode. 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 Oh, my God. You a delight. are a dream. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I, like, uh, Thank you so much for having me. Um, and anytime, like, as I always say, like, just, you know, if somebody pulls out, just call me. <laughs> okay, the dream. The dream. To, to have yeah. Barone on standby? So whenever anyone <laughs> Short pulls out, out, you want a phone yeah. call when someone pulls out. <laughs> someone pulls out. <laughs> anytime. Good Lord, we're idiotic. You guys, <laughs> thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com